Welcome to Torah Talk, a program that challenges 2,000 years of misunderstanding and neglect of the Torah, God's law. In this show, we will be threshing ideologies by examining these scriptures in their Hebraic contexts. Our goal is to separate the wheat from the chaff, the truth from misconception. This program is sponsored by The Harvest, a Messianic Charismatic Congregation in Thornton, Colorado. Shalom, lovers of the Torah. Thank you for choosing to listen to Torah Talk. I'm your host, Pastor Mark. In this podcast, I'm going to be sharing on the parasha Akrimot, translated after the death. And my focus is going to be on Leviticus chapter 18, and specifically the sexual norms as given from God via Moses. We are sexual beings. And God has a lot to say about what is normal, healthy, and whole as it relates to human sexuality. His design, his purposes are intended to bring about the greatest heights of of his purpose and design related to human sexuality. He intends to safeguard our happiness and wholeness through our sexuality. And so this is a very important uh, uh, chapter. And of course, there's other chapters as well, but this is in our portion today. And so I wanted to address it because it's a hot topic. Um, it's, it's, It's just raging in terms of um, redefining human sexuality in our culture today. And, and so I want to jump into the fray and, and see what God's word has to say about this. So I'm going to go ahead and read from Leviticus chapter 18. And the translation today will be from uh, the JPS translation of the Tanakh. Now keep in mind that this is a midrash and is not to be construed as a doctrinal statement or a theological treatise on the subject. I'm simply wrestling with the passages to better inform you as well as myself. I reserve the right to change my mind on my ideas as I grow in the grace and knowledge of the Messiah. So, as we begin, Leviticus chapter 18, uh, we will be introduced to sexual norms that God has given, instructed uh, his people uh, so that they can live within the context of that design and experience the heights of that design uh, for their sexuality. As we begin our reading, you're going to note that you're going to hear the word nakedness repeatedly throughout this uh, chapter. And this is a euphemism within the Hebrew text for sexuality and or sexual relationships. And so when you hear nakedness, uh, think sexuality or sexual relationships, and you will catch uh, the revelation of what God has given to his people through Moses. Verse 1 and, and on through this chapter. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the Israelite people and say to them, I, the Lord, am your God. You shall not copy the practices of the land of Egypt where you dwelt, or of the land of Canaan to which I am taking you. You shall, uh, nor shall you follow their laws. My rules alone shall you observe and faithfully follow my laws. I, the Lord, am your God. You shall keep my laws and my rules by the pursuit of which man shall live. I am the Lord. Now, I want us to note right away that uh, as Israel comes out of Egypt and makes her way to the promised land, God begins to instruct her. Uh, He's basically said, look, I've taken you out of Egypt. It was a place that actually... um, 
practice some some pretty uh, appalling things. And when it comes to human sexuality, uh, many of those things were perversions of what God's design was or what God intended for them. And, uh, and those practices, if you'll note, they were actually legislated in Egypt. In other words, widespread practice in any culture ultimately becomes legislated within that culture. That's just, that's just the way it is in terms of societies and how they, they operate. So, so keep that in mind. God says, I'm bringing you out. And it's a good thing too, because you can imagine the conflicts that would have ensued over and over and over had God's people uh, tried to live within his framework in a kingdom that was completely antithetical. So he took them out of Egypt and he's bringing them now into his uh, uh, land, the land that he's going to give to them. And the people in the land that he's bringing them to, they're as perverted in their practices as the Egyptians. And so he says, look, you're not to live like Egyptians. You're no longer in Egypt. And where I'm bringing you, those people, well, I'm moving them out. I'm driving them out. And, and, and you're not to live like they live. They, they, they are as far from me as the Egyptians. You're under my law. I have saved you. I have redeemed you. I am your Lord. And God is a king. He has a kingdom. He's brought his people into his kingdom, into his rule and reign, and he's now going to give them the promised land. And, and so as they come under his rule and reign, he's saying, look, there's a new way of living. In my kingdom, there's a new law different from the Egyptians and the people that uh, are being expelled from the land. You're to live according to my ways, my laws, my norms. Uh, uh, you're no longer an Egyptian. You're no longer on the out. You're in covenant with me now and under my rule and reign. So I want you to follow my laws and my rules to be faithful to my ways. And if you are, you will experience life abundantly. You will, you will experience the intent of the blessing that comes down through my ways and safeguards your happiness. So the first set of laws, as we go down through this deals with, uh, incest or sexual encounters with close relatives. I'm just going to read through this quickly. Uh, verses six and then, and then reading down, it says, none of you shall come near any one of his own flesh to uncover nakedness. I am the Lord, your father's nakedness. That is the nakedness of your mother. You shall not uncover. She is your mother. You shall not uncover her nakedness. Do not uncover the nakedness of your father's wife. It is the nakedness of your father, the nakedness of your sister, your father's daughter, or your mother's, whether born into the household or outside, do not uncover their nakedness. This would relate, of course, to anyone that's adopted. This relates to stepsons, stepdaughters. Um, you'll see that this whole set of laws concerning sexual relationships with close relatives are forbidden. It goes on to say, verse 10, the nakedness of your son's daughter or the, uh, of your daughter's daughter, do not uncover their nakedness for their nakedness is yours. The nakedness of your father's wife's daughter who has, uh, born, who has born into your father's household. She's your sister. Do not uncover her nakedness. Do not uncover the nakedness of your father's sister. She is your father's flesh. Do not uncover the nakedness of your mother's sister. She is your mother's flesh. Do not uncover the nakedness of your father's brother. Do not approach his wife. She is your aunt. Do not uncover the nakedness of your daughter-in-law. She is your son's wife. You shall not uncover her nakedness. 
Do not uncover the nakedness of your brother's wife. It is the nakedness of your brother. Do not uncover the nakedness of a woman and her daughter, nor shall you marry her son's daughter or her daughter's daughter and uncover her nakedness. They are kindred. It is a depravity. Do not marry a woman as a rival to her sister and uncover her nakedness in the other's lifetime. So those are the laws governing sexual relationships with close relatives. It's forbidden. It is a depravity to do that. It is a perversion of God's design. Now, the next set or the next law deals with sexual relationships with a woman during her menstrual cycle. It says in verse 19, do not come near a woman during her period of uncleanness to uncover her nakedness. Now, it doesn't say why, uh, but it's, it, it's, it clearly states this is a, a prohibition. And, and I don't think, um, you know, anyone has to think too deeply as to uh, the merit of, of, of refraining from sexuality, from s- sexual encounters with your wife during these times. Why? It's, it's obvious. A woman needs to be respected and honored. A wife should be uh, safeguarded and, and given time to, to um, uh, uh, recover and to, to uh, make sure that she is in a place of strength and dignity in terms of our sexual relationships with our wives. Uh, you know, I, I, a lot could be said on this. I think it's pretty self-evident. And yet uh, people that uh, do not know the Lord, people from, from the nations, of course, uh, m- you know, a number of them actually ignore this. Even in our culture, this is ignored. Um, and it's due to the fact that our culture is more and more secular as we continue down the history of America. It's just, it, it's sad in some ways, but that's just the way it is. Okay, let me go on to the next one, the prohibition against killing children. Uh, verse 21, do not allow any of your offspring to be offered up to Molech and do not profane the name of your God. I am the Lord. And so the whole issue of uh, child sacrifice was forbidden. Uh, we don't have the right to kill our children. Um, uh, they, they have a right, like any other human being, to life, uh, uh, liberty, and happiness. Uh, so it's prohibited to kill your children. I, I, you know, I think abortion certainly is related to this. And by extrapolation, you could certainly uh, make the applications uh, of this passage uh, to undergird the idea that abortion is absolutely hideous and, and forbidden. Uh, the next one is homosexuality. It says in verse 22, do not lie with a male as one lies with a woman. It is an abhorrence. Homosexuality is a is strong perversion of the design of God in terms of human sexuality. Prohibitions against bestiality. Verse 23, do not have carnal relationships with any beast and defile yourself thereby. And let no woman lend herself to a beast to mate with it. It is a perversion. Again, all of these uh, um, perversions are prohibited for the people of God. Uh, they're no longer to, to be seduced by these uh, perversions. They've, they've come out of Egypt. Uh, they're, they're going into the promised land. They're instructed now to live within the design of the creator, the design of God to safeguard, of course, their sexual happiness and fulfillment and their sexual health and wholeness. It goes on to state that these sexual prohibitions actually bring curses that when we ignore the design of God, we bring curses into our lives. We diminish ourselves And also, ultimately, the judgment of God comes to us. Verses 24 and 25. Do not defile yourselves in any of those ways. 
For it is by such that the nations that I am casting out before you defiled themselves. In other words, sexual perversions not only hurt us, they defile us. It brings a defilement to our souls and diminishes them greatly. And God says, don't do that. In fact, the nations that have done this, well, I'm casting them out. And why? Because they've done this. It's in doing this that God says, I'm going to cast you out of the land. In other words, sexuality is a big thing to God. And human sexuality within the design of God is what is what brings blessing and fulfillment. And outside of his design, not only does it diminish us, God himself will come and bring judgment. Verse 25, thus the land became defiled and I called it to account for its iniquity and the land spewed out its inhabitants. So listen to these warnings, verses 26 through 28. But you, who's the you? Everyone that's in covenant with the living God. If you're in covenant with the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, these instructions are for you. You must keep my laws, my rules, and you must not do any of those abhorrent things, neither the citizen nor the stranger who resides among you. God says, when you go into the land, you're not to do these things. Not only you, but all the citizens within your land, even the strangers who reside among you. In other words, within your national boundaries, within within the land that I'm giving you, your national boundaries, you're not to allow anyone to do these things. In other words, God says, these are the things I want you to practice. These are the norms. And I want you now to legislate those norms. That's right. Morals are legislated. Someone's morals are going to be legislated, either God's or the nation's. This is very important for us to understand. You know, what happens in a culture through widespread practice ultimately becomes uh, legitimized and legislated and protected. And so God's saying, you know what? I want you to, I want you to embrace practice and legislate my ways. I love that. I think that's so important for us to understand. Uh, uh, let me go on. Verse 27 for all those abhorrent things were done by the people who were in the land before you and the land became defiled. So let not the land spew you out for defiling it as it spewed out the nation that came before you. In other words, God's saying, if you're not going to walk in my ways, then your lot will be the same of those that came before you. In other words, I'll spew you out. I'll have the land spew you out um, yourselves. You, you yourselves will be cast out of the land as well. And so even though we can be in covenant with God, if we're not going to walk in his ways, then we'll experience the curses and ultimately even lose our right to the inheritance that he has deemed for us. So the final warnings, verses 29 and 30, all who do any of these abhorrent things, such persons shall be cut off from their people. This is not a small issue. This is not a light issue of the Torah. This is one of the weightier weightier issues of the Torah. And you can see why we are sexual beings. Sexuality is a very powerful and, and uh, beautiful thing. And God's saying, you know what? Don't defile it. Don't pervert it. If you do, you're going to be cut off from your people. Verse 30, you shall keep my charge not to engage in any of the abhorrent practices that were carried on before you and you shall not defile, defile yourselves through them. I am the Lord your God. Very, very clear. 
God's expectations of his people. It's very, very clear. And uh, I don't think there's uh, much wiggle room to try to, like, uh, you know, circumvent these things. I think they're pretty, pretty obvious to everyone who, who can just read. And so in conclusion, uh, God has given us the norms and boundaries for human sexuality. He intended human sexuality to uh, be expressed within the context of a biblical covenant marriage, a marriage between one biological male and one biological female. That's Genesis chapter one and chapter two. It's very clear there as well. This is uh, the very context in which our human sexuality is experienced and expressed. Anything out of, outside of that, any perversion of that is what is prohibited for the people of God. Now, this reveals, this reveals, this set of instructions we've just read through, it reveals and instructs us that our sexual orientation and preferences are not fixed, but fluid. What this tells us is that that the very fact that these are prohibitions tell us that we can develop uh, a desire, a taste, uh, a preference for any perversion. Why? Because our sexuality is fluid. It, it, it is shaped by a number of factors. And, and as a result, God's saying, look, you need to tend to your human sexuality. You need to shape it. You need to, to develop it and safeguard it. Uh, So this idea that we're born this way is just not true. In terms of sexuality, sexuality uh, is something that is actually shaped, and and again, by a variety of factors, but none of which are causal. In other words, there's no factor that causes us to choose a particular orientation. We have many uh, factors that can influence us in regard to any of these orientations, but there's no causal element in any of them. Sexual orientation ultimately is a choice that we all make. It's something that we develop and, and, and that, you know, and, and as a result can be changed. In other words, um, any, any one of us, if we so choose, any one of us can change our orientation. It may take some work and take some time, but we can change our orientation by the grace and wisdom and power of God's spirit. So in other words, if you're struggling with a perversion, if you, if you're feeling like, you know, this is my orientation, this way it's always been or whatever, just know this. If you want to embrace the instructions of the creator who made you in his image, you can change that. You can turn toward God and find help in him find the grace and the wisdom, the power of how to change those orientations and then, and then bring them into alignment with God's instructions concerning sexual wholeness, sexual peace, sexual blessing. You can actually do that by the grace, wisdom, and power of God's spirit. Now that's no easy task. That's no easy task because every sin, including sexual sin, becomes a bondage at a given point. And so it feels like, you know what, there's no way out. Actually, there is. And if you want more information on how to get help and how to find help and how to find your way out of any sexual perversion and into something that's uh, in accordance with the, uh, the Word of God and design of God, I want to give you a link that you can go to and begin to explore. It's called, uh, it's, the link is um, therapeuticchoice.com, therapeuticchoice.com. 
have a link below that you can uh, get in the description and go to. Um, and then, of course, from there, there's a lot of other links that you can also find help with. Uh, my prayer uh, for you and for all of us is that we would turn our hearts towards God and that we would find in Him the grace, the forgiveness, the empowerment that we need to become sexually whole in alignment with His ideas, His design, His will for our sexuality. We know this is for our own good. So we pray God help us, have mercy on us, and help us to conform our lives, our souls, by your grace, through the power of your Spirit, to conform to your word, to your ways. We love you, Lord. That concludes our program for this week. A special thanks to our great King, Yeshua the Messiah. And to you, our listeners and supporters, for making this podcast possible through your prayers and financial giving. Thank you. Know that in your prayers and giving, you are partnering with us as we advance the kingdom of Messiah in Israel, the United States, and throughout the world. We are a highly rated and listened to Messianic podcast on iTunes under the category of Judaism. Subscribe now. Pray with us. Give financially. Share the vision and power of this podcast with everyone you know. If you've had some time, please check out all of our social media at graftedin.com. That's G-R-A-F-T-E-D-I-N.com. Baruch Hashem, blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm your host, Pastor Mark. And until our next show, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of the Prince of Peace, Yeshua the Messiah. Shalom. Torah Talk has been brought to you by The Harvest, a Messianic Charismatic Congregation located at 8891 Hose Boulevard in Thornton, Colorado. Your host has been Pastor Mark McClellan. Join us for Sabbath services at 1 p.m. next Saturday afternoon. For more information, please call us at 303-761-9948 or visit our website at www.graftedin.com. God bless you and shalom.